Hey, guess what tonight is? Worship night. Come on. You haven't got the excuse of, oh, it's too late and I have to go to work tomorrow. Or maybe there's a couple people here that do have to go to work tomorrow. So, but for a lot of people that gets rid of that excuse. So let's come in. Let's worship Jesus. Invite your friends. Invite your family. The more people, the better it is as we gather together to worship Jesus tonight. So five o'clock. Look forward to seeing you here and others. Amen. Hey, a couple of quick announcements uh, before the kids are going out today. Uh, today we have Ollie's baptism at 2.30 down at the Causeway, uh, <coughs> Kelly Beach, uh, Kelly's Beach and the Causeway end. So we'll see you down there. And then, yeah, tonight we have the worship night here, which would be awesome. Um, next weekend we've got Wes and Jen uh, coming. Yep. So they'll be, they'll be with us at Friday night prayer um, at the hub as well. But then Saturday morning, we've got men's and women's breakfast. So because of the numbers, we've ended up taking both of them to the rowers club. So the cost will be $12 a head. And if that's a problem for you, let us know. Because uh, we don't want anyone to miss out. But the women will be upstairs and the men will be downstairs. Someone always had to make a comment about something, isn't it? Because there's more women than men, the downstairs room can only take a certain number, so there's more women, so they are going upstairs because of the numbers. So come on, men. We need more men. Come on. Anyway, so, yeah, so Wes and Jen are speaking separately, so we're not all together, but we are at the Rowers Club, so that means if you're coming with somebody, that means you're coming to the same location and one goes upstairs and one goes downstairs. The $12 is payable at the venue as you go in. Okay? So... Don't give money to me. Um, if you haven't RSVP'd, it's not too late. You can still do it today. So you can still grab a flyer. There's still some flyers down there on the desk if you haven't taken one. And you can RSVP for the breakfast um, as well as um, let us know about the workshops Saturday and Sunday. Because uh, at this point in time, the workshops will be at the hub. But if we have an explosion of numbers, then we can't fit. So I really need to know numbers for the Saturday and the Sunday workshop. So please fill that out. Get that back to me. If we run out of flyers, um, then we'll just get a bit of paper. Is that okay? New bulletins out today. Everything in there for the next few weeks that you need. Uh, we thank Carolee for doing that. So make sure you grab the latest, the latest bulletin. Uh, Wednesday night is Impact at the Hub. So it'd be great to see people come along to that next Wednesday night. Um, for a Holy Spirit night together. That'll be great. Um, if you're coming through the front door this morning, you would have known that there was little slips being given out for our food bank. Did people get one? Our food bank is running a bit low, which is, which is good because it means we're giving it out, but it means it needs to be replenished. So by taking a little tag means you can buy one or you buy two things and we're not buying 100 things of the same. So uh, please take one. If you want to grab more, grab a handful. Go for it on the way out and bring them back next week or you can drop them into the hub at any time during the week as, as well. Okay. I think that's the, all the announcements. So the kids are going out today because they're going to stay in next week for Wes and Jen. Um, so Rosalie and Katie and Hannah are taking the young ones. 
Yeah. Isn't that cool? They're talking about worship with the young kids. So make sure, you, if you've got your kids here today, make sure you grab them. There's, a, there's quite a few missing, but if they're there, take them out. And the older ones are with Brooke today, I do believe. So. Hey, don't you love it how God just orchestrates stuff before we even know that he's orchestrating it? We, we, like, we get here on a Sunday and God just has already orchestrated stuff throughout the week. Uh, today's sharing and testimony Sunday, um, but we're going to take up a bit of that time today with actually more release of prophetic words. So I didn't know until this morning that Deb had the prophetic word to share, but Roy has been sitting on a word since February, and he feels that today is the day to share it, and the Lord had also given me a word, and today was the day to share it. So... If we don't hear it once or twice, we'll hear it three times. <laughs> so who's excited about that? The thing about the prophetic words is that it's an invitation from God to partner with him, amen? You know, one of the Greek words for receiving is actually grabbing a hold of it and bringing it in. It's not just sitting there in a chair and waiting for it to fall on your lap. It's actually grabbing a hold of it, receiving it, and bringing it to yourself. So when God speaks, He's inviting us to be those watchmen on the wall. He's inviting us to, to take his, his Word and actually be praying it, amen, and doing whatever we need to do to align ourselves for that Word, amen? Amen. Cool. So before we do that, before uh, Roy comes up and before I share what the Lord has given me also, uh, we've got a little bit of time for two or three testimonies, because it is sharing a testimony Sunday. So who's got something that God has been doing in their life over the last couple of weeks or so? Jenny Stone. Woo! Mofa. So I just want to tell you, Worship night, not last month, but the month before. I was just loving it and it was so cool. And then Tim randomly goes, Jenny Stone. And you know, your heart goes, oh, what have I done? Anyway, he had a prophetic word. And the guts of it was, you're not alone. Well, ever since that, God's sh God showed me so much. Like at work, I used to be one person. Now they've given me a cleaner, they've given me an assistant and a brand new teacher. So it's like, I'm not alone. And it's really cool. And then every time I turn around, like every time I'm doing stuff, and I'm getting tired, I'm getting old and I'm getting tired and I don't have the energy I've had before. And I'm like, oh, I can't do this. And every time I turn around, I keep being, actually the words are told, you're not alone. It's being reminded and reminded and reminded again. God's told me I'm not alone. So if you guys are struggling, you're not alone. <laughs> it's amazing when you open your eyes how not alone you are and how supported you are. And even yesterday, we, Jim and I had to cater a wedding and we were told there'd be helpers and mm, we found ourselves working very hard very quickly to get food out. And then suddenly my boss is at the wedding and she's got her lovely son and suddenly I've got my boss washing up dishes and <laughs> plating stuff. We're not alone. It's just amazing. And she said, Jen, you're not alone. <laughs> Come on. we're going really fast so I just want to say God is very good 
and he gives us all we need, even when we're getting older and tireder. Amen. Yeah, that's awesome, Jenny. Um, I just want to really compound what Jenny just said, is that um, a lot of you know that my tractor blew up. Yep. And it's been a hectic month. And I, I think I've shouted out Gavin and Haley, but I'm going to shout them out again, because without Gavin and Haley um, stepping up and, and filling in some stuff, I, I would have been snowed under and, and lost quite a bit of work. So uh, not alone. Um, another interesting thing was um, my worker was sick um, earlier in the week, and, and the man from church, um, Bruce Reynolds, said, God told me to help you. And I'm like, what? Like all, and all this time I felt alone. You know, it's just, I'm going to work and die and that's it. Um, <laughs> there's, there's nothing else in between. And all of a sudden I've got, I've got two men from church um, helping me out. Um, I'm not alone. And anyway, I got another phone call. And this time it was from the mechanic of the tractor. So initially it was going to be... Uh, he said anywhere between twelve to fourteen thousand dollars to fix it, and I just built a house, and <laughs> her brother doesn't have twelve fourteen grand. Um, so I get the phone call, and he goes, "You're not going to believe it." And I said, "Try me." Come on. <laughs> He's never seen it before in in my tractors, in the the case tractors. Come on. Usually, when the transmission fails. It's all the hard parts, so the hubs, the clutch, you know, it's all the, the steel. It all needs to be ripped out, cut out, and replaced. And he said, they're all 100% fine. There is nothing that needs to be replaced in there except these little seals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what? So it's not 100% confirmed. Come on. So we don't have 100% confirmation on that, but he said... I've never seen anything like it. And all the way through, I'm like, you know, the ute that blew up, Georgie's car that had a problem, it all felt like massive problems. But internally, it was all small. And I just wanted to share that because it's awesome. So, yeah. Come on. Hey, Wallace, uh, Prize coming up to share something. The other thing I forgot to mention in the announcements, but it is in the bulletin, is that we are uh, sending a team to Alice Springs. Taking the heart of the Father to the heart of the nation. And so uh, there's some people, there's, it's, it's been in the pipeline for a while, a pipe, pipeline for a while, and so some people already know, but we're just putting it out there because if anyone else um, feels like, I mean, I, I, Kind of be funny if we took 150 people, but <laughs> we'll all just go to Alice Springs for a couple of weeks, okay? We're just like, but uh, if there's anyone else that um, feels a stirring, and there's there's this, there are some specific things that we'll be doing there, so just come and have a chat with me over the next couple of weeks. That would be great. I'll come and see you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to share. Uh, uh, you all know, most of you know what I've been through and the blindness and whatnot and all the challenges. But I just want to share with you the grace of God. You know, I want to share this, is this. 
And a lot of people have said, man, it's been, you've been to some rough stuff. And I said, you know what? I said, what I've been to, you know, I, it doesn't stop me from loving God. Amen? The hard things that we go through is when that is the time. Anyone can go through, anyone can love what God's doing to them if nothing has happened to them. But when you've been through the tough times and you still love God, that is amazing, amen? Yeah. That, that is amazing. And I'm not talking about myself, but I just want to encourage you. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone, amen? Because you've got Jesus. You've got the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I wanted to share that with you. But I also want to share with you what the Lord showed me. I'll only take a couple of minutes. The Lord showed me quite a while ago, and I spoke to Tim about it. But I believe that he wanted the church to know this. I was walking along and I saw these massive rocks and I saw an old man sitting on a rock and I saw this head and this old, old man, he was old, who said, come here. I said, no, 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 no way. And I said to the Lord, Lord, what is this about? And he said, what he's going to do is renew people's minds. And then the rocks open up and under the water, there was people be able to breathe about a metre from the water. They were holding their hands like that, praying and waiting. And I said to the Lord, Lord, what is this? And he said, these are my chosen ones. These are the ones that are not known. These are the ones that I'm going to call. These are the ones, and I believe it's here. I believe it's us. I believe it's the church. I, I don't know why, but the Lord put it on me today. So, you know, he's going to call us. He's, he's there. He wants to call us. He wants to use us. So I just wanted to share that with you. God bless. Eh? Amen. Okay, lucky last, because then we'll get Roy to bring his word, and then I'll share some stuff as well. I don't go to this. I'm not a member of this church, but I've been here a few times now. And... I want to tell you a little story. I've kind of wanted to tell it for a while and this is the first time I've ever been anywhere that someone's um, said, you know, get up and share something. So this is not a few weeks ago. This happened, this is three years, just over three years ago. This happened to me. Um, I was driving back from um, up near Glennon is where I dropped my son off for a job in my um, hot XR6 um, sedan <laughs> and I was a bit of a hot foot and I'd driven this road a hundred times between Glennons and Grafton because I'd worked in both places and just drove back and forth. So I was going too fast on a rainy day and I was actually quite emotional. I was um, actually crying about a situation and I, there'd been a bit of an afternoon storm and I'd went around this corner and just, the car just slid, completely lost the car. And next thing, I, I did a 180 and I could see this big bank I was heading for. And I didn't swear, like I was a person accustomed to swear a little bit at times. I just said, I've done it now. And I just, in my heart, I was convinced that at the end of whatever this was going to happen, that I was going to be dead. And so I, d I just said, Jesus, help me and hit this bank 
um, with so much violent force. All the airbags went off and I just went. There was about a second and a half of nothing and then just bang, 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 bang. And I had time to say, Jesus, help me four times in the course of that. Now, I wasn't asking him to help me live. I didn't expect I was going to live. I was asking him to help me get through the dying process. Right. And I was sure that I was going to be seeing him. Um, but I didn't want to have too much pain. <laughs> I didn't want to have a horrible death. And that's what I was asking for. And then when the car stopped and everything was still and there's a smell of smoke and um, I was alive and I'm like feeling myself <laughs> and I was bleeding from the back of my head and I just was, I was astounded that I was still alive and um, I um, went to open the door, I couldn't open my car door so I crawled out of the other side and pulled my phone up, it was on the charger cord, I pulled it up from the ground and got out of the car and rang the ambulance. It was out of range, but I could ring with the emergency number. And then there was a farmer there who'd walked down because he'd heard the accident and he stayed with me till the ambulance came. But I, um, it was a remarkable thing in that process of that accident. One, that I wasn't scared to die for a start. I was completely peaceful about dying, even though I wasn't living this wonderful Christian life, but I did have a, a great faith in the grace of God over my life. And um, But there was light all around me in the car during an accident. I, the airbags all went off and they were all like flapping around me and there was light. Like, and I just... And I was thinking about it later on. There was light in the car with me. Where was the light coming from? And I was in the ambulance and I was, I was just crying. I was crying. And I, I broke my back in two places. I had 25% compression in T12 and T4 in my back. So I was on my back for four, five days and didn't know really if I was going to walk or whatever. But I just didn't care. I was so happy to be alive. <laughs> and the nurses asked me... Um, like a few hours later because tears are just pouring down the sides of my face and one of them said why are you crying I said I'm just so happy to be alive <laughs> so and I've just yeah I've been so happy ever since to just um Amen. to be alive and and wonder why I'm still alive and <laughs> what I'm supposed to be what I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. It's not the first person I've heard that's been in a car accident that's been filled with light. Craig Brown was in a car accident 18 months ago, whenever it was, and he said he just, it was just this light filled his cabin and it was just like it kept him. Yeah. So there you go. Hello, everyone. It's, uh, it's nice to be here in this church. It's, it touches me so powerfully. Some, day, some days, and God's blessings are flowing right through this church. And what I'm about to share, share with you, started on the 7th of February, sort of this, sort of the church, at the church service. Just while 
just while uh, Pastor Tim was sharing, sharing the word, and I better start right at the beginning, and it, uh, as I listened, as I listened to the to Pastor Tim share this word, he was sharing about coming to a deeper place in God in the church, coming deeper in the Spirit, as as Jesus' disciples. I began to have a vision and a word from God. But this word the Lord gave me wasn't wasn't for them, but for the time, but for a time to come, and I was, I I didn't know what to do about that, but but I I uh, I shared this with with Pastor Tim, and I, I will share this word word soon. Last Sunday, last Sunday morning. At, at, at church, as church began, Tim, Tim called many people to the front to praise and wave flags. The spirit was very strong, and as as we were singing and praising, I began I began to see a very strong light around many people, and also I I looked around the congregation. I could see. Numbers of people with this light all, all around them, both young and old, not all, not all a congregation. Some had flames all over them. The Holy Spirit was saying, it is time, it is time. I would like... I'd like to go back back now and share this this word this vision the Lord gave me on the seventh of February but uh, I have a few uh, a few words words to say are uh, before that we are in a world that is fast declining but we need to be in a church that God wants to grow in these last days but so much of the churches these days are like the seventh churches, church of Revelation. To grow, we need to be guided by God and listening to God. At this moment, our church is beginning to grow in power. We see signs our church is coming into a new day. And I would just like to, to show you what the Lord showed me on, on Sunday morning, the 7th, the 7th of February while Pastor, Tim, while Pastor Tim was preaching. I, be, I, began, I, began to, I began to have a word from the Lord and a very strong vision as, as, Tim, was, as Tim was preaching. The Lord said, look to my face and hear my words. And I will touch my people. I began to see a vision. Many people were being touched powerfully. A few, a few of them were not very strong in the Lord. There was a very strong light around many people with spiritual flames licking all around their bodies. 
and around the walls of the church. And they looked as though they were on fire. The Lord spoke again and said, Look to me and hear my voice with guidance. Open your eyes and you will, you will see the glory of my presence. Open your heart and I will touch your whole being. The Lord, I am beginning to call, call this church to come, to come right into my presence, right into their hearts and souls and spirit. For I, for in, in times to come, you will see souls saved, miracles flowing both within and without the church. I, I call you to seek my face and my word to, a, to the very depths of your being. For my, for my presence is upon you. Come, come, come in, into my presence and my glory will overflow. Yeah. This, is, this is where... The Lord stopped speaking, but the Lord gave me a script, a, 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 a scripture from Ephesians three six and seven. It says that the Gentile should be fellow heirs of the same body, and partakers of His promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I I become a minister, according to the gifts of grace given to me by the effective working of his power. It, God's power, God's power this morning really, is really all over this church, I tell you that now. He's, he is preparing a way forward for so many people and he is growing many people in power. He will he will bring miracles and blessings and power in such strength and such power across this city and across this church that, that we will be amazed at what will happen in time to come. God, God is moving in many ways in people's hearts. Holy Father, lay your hand on each person in this church. Lay your blessings upon her hearts everywhere. Let the glory of your power flow in ever-increasing ways in people's lives as they walk with you to share the love of Jesus to those in their families, to those they know, to those ones who need to know about you, about you Jesus. Lord, we praise you. Let the glory of your blessings flow in power and might in strength, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. I think Roy's got some printouts of those. Can we get a printout of yours as well? Deb? Yeah.
One of the things the Lord showed me years ago, which, you know, the church is made up of many different people, amen? We're all different, we're all unique, but in Christ there is unity. Where the Spirit of God is, there is unity. You know, one of the things the Lord showed me is that, that in the church, you know, where people have struggled to get on, it's because they've seen each other from the wrong perspective. There are pioneers and settlers are both needed in the, in the church. Yep. And see, people who, who are more settlers, that more like to care and love and re, you know, just make sure everyone's all right, they look at people who are out there doing stuff or, you know, or saying, you know, come on, let's go further. And they're like, oh, you know. And the pioneers that are out there, you know, doing stuff and, you know, out there wanting to say, come on, come on, let's go further. You know, they can look back at the settlers and go, what are you doing? But pioneers and settlers are both needed. If you take the land... If you take the land and you, you then need to establish a city. You don't just take the land and leave the land vacant, do you? So you need pioneers to take the land and you need settlers to establish it. But we, we need pioneers and settlers in the, in the kingdom of God together. Amen? So on the back of all that, I have a, um, a short prophetic word that the Lord told me to give today. And I'm thinking, it's all today. Why is it today? It's kind of like, okay, God, you're really wanting to get our attention. And to me, everything is established by two or three witnesses. Amen? So when the same thing keeps happening on the same day, it's like God is really knocking on the door of our hearts and lives going, are you listening? (laughs) Five parts the Lord gave me. The first part was under the heading, break the mold. And that's what I referred to in worship before. And the Lord said, I am breaking the mold. Allow me to strip back what needs to be stripped back and show you what things really are. Not what you've built up in your thinking. You may believe what my love looks like, but let me show you what my love is really like. You may believe what worship looks like, but let me show you what worship really is. You may believe you know what forgiveness looks like, but let me show you what it really looks like. You may believe you know what generosity looks like, but let me show you what generosity really looks like. And I kind of felt like God could keep going on with all kinds of topics but we build up these things in our thinking. He said, I want you to see with your spiritual eyes, not your natural ones. My people for too long have lived in the natural rather than the spiritual. I want my people to see my perspective, which is so different to a human one. So allow me to break the molds so that you can be all that I have for you to be together. And the verse of Scripture that popped into my uh, spirit when I was just pondering that with God, is in Romans 12, and it says, and it's a verse that gets shared a lot, but let's just think about it for a minute. Brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, because this is your true spiritual act of worship. That is that we live our lives for the glory of God. Amen? And that says this, do not be conformed 
to this age or to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed what the world says love is. Do not be conformed what the world says generosity is. Don't be conformed to the world what says, says worship is. Don't be conformed to those patterns, but allow him to break the moulds. And I really felt in worship today on the back of last week and this week that God is wanting to break the mold and allow His Spirit to brood amongst us more and more, that spontaneous times of worship and praise and tongues and fire and whatever else and prophecy begin to break forth in our midst more and more. Amen? Are we ready for that? It's really easy to say, yes, God, break the mold, but guess what? That means that, 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 that we're probably going to have to get uncomfortable. And, and we're going to probably have to step into things that we haven't stepped into before. I don't want to share his testimony because I don't want to speak over. But Matt, Matt Abel was telling me during the week that he said, he, he, he prayed a prayer and he said, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Ho. Oh. That's a dangerous prayer, but it's a really good prayer. It is really good. So first point, break the mold. Second point, families. I'm highlighting families for you right now. Now is the time for families. There is a battleground for the enemy. Would so fear false words, lies, and try to entangle families to stop them from connecting with you, us. For these families are key. Indeed, families, and this is Paul. He said, families are the door of the floodgate. So stand and contend for families. For restoration, reconciliation, breakthrough, and transformation will be seen. And this will cause more and more and more and more and more and more and more to connect. I have called you as a family to be family. For other families. And the verse of scripture that the Lord gave me was from Isaiah 50, 58, and it says this it says that you will rebuild the ancient ruins and you will restore the foundations laid long ago and you will be called the repairer of broken walls, the restorer of streets where people live. That is families. The restorer of families. But we have to understand this because the Lord showed me very clearly that there is a battleground over families right now. For whatever reason, it's, it's just ramping up and ramping up. There's a battleground over families. And we need to be a people that stand for that. Amen? And I saw, which we prayed into on Friday night, I saw the spirit of Leviathan moving throughout the city. And what the spirit of Leviathan does, he twists the truth. It twists the truth. And so even if you're talking to someone, as I speak it out, it gets twisted so you don't hear exactly what I've said. And so on Friday night, we were bringing down that spirit of Leviathan in this city, that the false words, the fears, the lies and stuff will be brought down in Jesus' name. That only truth will be heard, amen? But there's a battleground over families and the Lord is wanting, to, wanting us to contend and reach families now. The third point is guard the well. Oh, The Lord says there is a deep, deep well that is amongst you and the enemy is stealing from it. 
So put away distractions and busyness and focus on what really matters. And I urge my people to stand once again. I had a vision that some people had been standing, but then they'd sat down. And so the Lord says, I urge my people to stand once again, to take up the sword and watch and pray. Watch and pray for one another. Watch and pray for this household. and Watch and pray for the fullness of my plans and my purposes to come to pass. Are we content with just a little trickle of his plans and purposes or do we want the fullness of his plans and purposes? And the vision that I had was, the first vision I had was, you know that game they used to play in school called Rob the Nest? That you were so busy trying to steal from someone else's nest that by the time you got back there was nothing left in your nest. And the Lord was saying that is exactly what the enemy is doing. He's stealing from the well. As you're out there distracted in all kinds of busyness, you've kind of left your well and all of a sudden you realize that stuff's missing. We can't be so distracted and busy from the things of the world. The enemy wants to try and make you busy. And as I said last week, the enemy, if he, if he can't take you out, he wants to wear you out. Bit by bit by bit. If he can't take you out, if you go, nah, I'm standing on Jesus, then he'll find another way to try and wear you out. So we need to guard the well, amen? And it says in and the verse of Scripture the Lord gave me was in Isaiah 62, verses 6 to 7. And he says, Jerusalem, I've appointed watchmen on your walls. And they will never be silent day or night. There is no rest for you who remind the Lord. Do not give him rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem the praise of the earth. And I believe that God is wanting us to partner with him for the fullness of his plans and purposes in this city and this region. And he wants us to be a people that continue to be that until the fullness of those plans and purposes come to pass. Amen. The fourth point was love which has already been spoken about a lot today. And he said, my love is moving amongst you, but I desire a flood. Oh. Sorry, just a bit. Oh. What does a flood of God's love look like? Oh, boy. My love is moving amongst you, but I desire a flood. So open your hearts up fully to me. Give of yourself fully to me without restraint and see what I will do. Oh, my children, that I would be first in your heart. See what I will do through a people that know the height, depth, the width and breadth of my love. For it will be like a tsunami. Oh. And the verse of scripture he gave me was in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 12. And he says, And may the Lord cause you to increase and overflow with love for one another. And for everyone. We get that? May the Lord cause you to increase and overflow. That, that, that's the flood. 
That's the tsunami. Increase and overflow with love for one another and for everyone. And the last point was this. An apostolic hub. You are my people and I've called you to be that hub of transformation. I've spoken this to you through my prophets that I have sent to you. And I've called you to be a hub of transformation for this region and beyond. So cast off. Just vision that for a minute. Hey, cast off. What does cast off look like? When you've got a, you a deep sea fishing rod and you're casting off, what are you doing? Cast off. Cast off what? Cast off, sorry, this is what he told me. Cast off all apathy. Don't partner with it anymore. Cast off all comfort. Have nothing to do with it. And cast off religion. Because I've called you to freedom. For now, and I say now is the time to be intentional. Now is the time to love and reach this region. In the past, I have communicated Oh, in the, in the past I've communicated with you about my heart for transformation, but now I commission you. For it starts now. Do we understand the difference between a call and a commission? There's a time in between. The Lord calls somebody. David was called. He was anointed as king. Took 11, I think it was like 11 years for David. There's a call and there's a commission. There's a call and there's a commission. So he has called us and he has communicated with us. But I don't understand it, but I know it's God because I know his voice. And he said, but, for, but I now commission you for it starts now. No more excuses, no more tardiness. That's not even a word I use. What is, what is tardiness? What does tardiness even mean? Lateness. Slop. Sloppy. See, I don't... Anyway. Sometimes the Lord does that with me. He gives me a word that I don't even know what it means. To delay. Tardiness. To delay. Well, don't delay. Don't delay. It starts now. No more excuses. No more tardiness. No more distraction and look to me. Isn't this morning, part of this morning, been about looking to him? Look to Jesus. You are not alone. Look to me, trust me, believe me, and take courage and be all that I've called you to be. So mighty warriors, sons and daughters of the kingdom of heaven, I call you to arise and take the land. Look to, me, look to me and allow my heart to penetrate yours. For my love, my grace, my mercy, my compassion will be wrapped in my power. Will cause the breakthrough that you are longing for to begin. And the verse of scripture that he gave me was from Matthew. Chapter 6. 
That's not right. Chapter 5. In verse 14. And it says, you. That's a plural again, hey? It's not a singular. It's not you. It's you are the light of the world. A city. That's why it's plural. City. Made up of many people. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And you know that Greek word for light that's mentioned in this is phos, and it can be also translated as daylight or fire. Fire. Ho, fire. You are my fire. You are my daylight breaking forth. You can't hide either of those things, can you? You can't, you can't hide them. If you try to hide fire, guess what happens? Whatever it's underneath starts, is set on fire. If you try and put something over it to hide the fire, it'll, it'll get on fire. Assuredly, assuredly, the sun rises in the east. Daylight breaks forth and he says, you, 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 together, you are the light. You are the city on the hill that cannot be hidden. We are. I was talking to Leander before because she had a testimony about she's been waiting a couple of years and all of a sudden she's found herself in her own place in a villa and we're talking about the suddenlies of God and you know know the thing about the suddenlies of God they are suddenlies because you've been waiting for them and all of a sudden they come suddenly you wait and you wait and you wait and then suddenly well I think in the midst of everything that God has been sharing to us this morning that He's put us on the starting box and the starting gun's about to go off. On the starting blocks, I remember as an athlete, I remember being on the blocks and as the starter says, set, you lift and every muscle is tensed and you're waiting. I can feel that moment in the spirit for the gun. Oh. So, we, if you need a copy of the word from Rory, grab one. We'll get some from Deb and I'll give you some of mine. But it's all been recorded so you can listen to it again. Deb's wasn't though because it was prior. So, um, we'll get copies of Deb's. So, why don't we just worship Jesus? Did we lose our drummer in the midst of it, something? Anyone else play drums? <laughs> Krista, you play drums. Go on, Krista. Krista, woo! <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Consuming fire. Yes, you do. It's in 4-4. <laughs> it's in 4-4. Let's do consuming fire.
Chris that plays so many musical instruments is not funny. So do will we allow whole? Will we whoo? Will we allow the Lord to break the mold? It's one, it's one thing to say yes, but it's another thing to go, okay, here we go. Here we go. We're entering into uncharted territory. We're entering into places we've never been before. You know, the, the beautiful thing about that is that, the, that we see the demonstration of it under the old covenant. When they were taking the promised land, they were to follow the Ark of the Covenant. They were to follow the presence of God because they had never been that way before. They were entering into uncharted territory, but it was territory that God said, I am giving to you. And in the same way, He is is looking for a people that are not content with just doing church from week to week, but you know what? That are willing to stand and rise in the plans and promises of God and that we would follow Jesus, we would follow the leading of the Spirit and that we would take the land that He has given to us. This is our birthright. This is where He has planted us. And He wants us to be a planting of the Lord for a display of His splendour that people will see and know who Jesus Christ really is, not who they've built up in their thinking. Amen. Amen. We are believing God for greater provision. We are believing God for greater financial breakthrough. We are believing God for greater opportunities. The outreach trailer is ready to go. The hope bags are ready to go. And we want to bring the hope of Jesus Christ to this city. And we stand and contend for families, for months. We are blessed to have baptisms after baptisms at the moment. But how good will it be when mum and dad and the children get baptised together on the same day? Jesus. So leave your seats this morning. We got worship tonight. Five o'clock. Bring it on. But let's come. It's an older song now, but man, the words speak.